Welcome, everybody, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Sly. I want to say happy Thursday to all the folks out there. I hope that your day has been productive. hope that you set some goals and you were able to reach them. Can set some more for the rest of this week? Hey, we got to go out with a bang. So, um, of course, you guys know that we got a special guest uh, coming back to join us this evening, you guys. we got JW in the building, and we're going to be talking about um, lots of things. Um, the audio release of Hope Exposed, if you guys remember, um, a couple of months back, um, Jay came on, and we talked about her book, Hope Exposed, and I'm telling you, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal book. Um, a lot of great feedback uh, from you guys listening to that show. Um, as we can see, the numbers on those archives steady, increasing, 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 and we love that. We love that you were able to take something away from that broadcast. And so she is back this evening, you guys. We're going to be talking about a workshop that she put in place um, just a couple of days ago. Um, and her new book, which she's going to be telling you guys about. So it's going to be filled with lots of good stuff this evening as well. Um, and I encourage you guys to make sure you download our app. That's YRN 1328, um, available on iPhone and Android for free. And you can listen to the beautiful Butterfly Show all day long <laughs> and all of the awesome hosts and platforms that we offer over here on your radio network. And so if you're out there, you got a question or a comment or if you're getting off of work and you just want to listen, hey, we appreciate that too. All you got to do is call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number to join us this evening, you guys. And, of course, we're not going to delay it any further, you guys. We're going to bring the lady of the hour on here. Jay, you there? Yes, I am. Hello. How how are you, first of all, Bianca? I, hey, you know me. I'm, I'm always on the go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. always on the go. I'm always doing something. So, uh, I'm but I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can't complain. How are you? I am doing phenomenal. I'm phenomenal. Hi to everyone out there listening this evening. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. And as I was saying, of course, um, a couple months back when you came on, we were uh, talking about the release of Hope Exposed. And uh, yes. tell us, what has been the, the feedback um, from um, Hope Exposed? What kind of feedback and response have you gotten from, from readers um, about this awesome book? 
It's been great. I think one of the most complimentary things that you can hear as a re- as a writer is that right. you reached me on a topic that's very sensitive. As we know, belief, um, your 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 religion, it's very touching in a lot of different ways to a lot of different right. people. And I had someone right. approach me of a totally different race, and she came up to me and she said, "You made it non intimidating." Because mm. I'm a Christian author, so that's what I do. God is in everything I do. And she was like, you right. made that very non-intimidating to me. So when I hear things like that, that is wow. Uh, right. it, it just makes you realize that, hey, you know, God needs each and every person to tell the message and spread his message in their own individual way. So that was just an honor to be able to hear that. Absolutely, absolutely, because it is one of those books, um, and I don't know if, uh, for folks out here listening, hopefully you had a chance. If not, uh, we're going to tell you where you can purchase that book later on in the show, but um, it, it's one of those books that is just very transparent about what goes on. You know, a lot of times um, we feel, um, especially um, as Christian women, that when we go through different things, um, you know, that we have to keep it private, and a lot of yeah. times... Uh, we don't realize um, how much our testimony helped other people that have went through those situations. You know, it's a lot of people who feel some type of way, you know, because things have taken place in their marriage um, and relationships and just life in general, and so they feel like, you know, um, that nobody knows their story, you know, but to read a book where you are just open and, and being transparent um, about the things that took place in your life. And so for you, uh, what have you learned uh, from the from the process of writing Hope Exposed to where we are today? And, of course, later on the show we're going to be talking about your new book. Uh, but how yes. have you noticed your growth um, as a writer, as an author, as a woman um, since uh, the development of Hope Exposed? Well, let me say this. You know, yeah. whenever I wrote Hope Exposed, and like you said, with it being so transparent, mm-hmm. one thing that I really like to hit home to, to people, especially throughout my journey and what I've learned, is that you can't ever truly convey something in its sincerity and in its authenticity without enjoying it. Um, it's so right. funny uh, right now at the point that I am in my life. It's very strange to me because, you know, you would think things would be going a different way. And I don't say that in any type of uh, distress. Um, I say right. that because I'm learning that I'm having to walk this thing out, um, even at a deeper level, even as I get an opportunity and a platform to teach people about hope in depthly. Um, it, it's it's really taken me on another level. So not only now am I truly, again, learning Hope Exposed, the uh, 5.0 edition in my life, right? Um, but right. I'm truly getting to understand how applicable and how real the principles are that God gave me in Hope Exposed. So, you know, Absolutely. what have I learned now? Um, I have learned that hope is something so so it's so much more action than it is feeling. Mm-hmm. And I wrote about that in the first book about hope being the momentum. But now I truly understand that hope has a it has an action behind it. In that momentum, it does have a behavior that's extended. 
you know. And so if I am hopeful, then I am doing things that are full of hope. It, it would be totally contrary if I said that I'm full of hope and I'm totally laying in my bed all day crying. So uh, hope has a look to it. It has a momentum and it has a behavior. So um, that's what I've learned and that's a journey that I'm on continuously as I've branded myself as the evangelist of hope. But God always ensures that when you're going to deliver that message, that it's authentic, especially if he's going to put his approval on it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and that's the thing, especially, um, you know, now, um, days, especially with all that's been going on just in the past few months, yes. um, hope, hope is something that um, a lot of people, um, I think, have really been trying to find some type of balance with. Um, in their mm-hmm. lives because people have yes. the hope that, you know, things are going to get better, the hope that things are going to progress, the hope that change is, is going to happen. So nowadays, uh, especially now in these times, people are really depending on hope and faith um, right. to get them yes. through um, a lot of things that are taking place um, in their lives. And so uh, for you, um, how how has hope? Uh, played a factor for you in your growth overall, um, just as a woman in general? Right. Um, I have to realize that as being a woman of hope and and being this evangelist of hope is that I have to be about what I talk about. So it even pushed me to another level of being that um, authentic person, and I know we keep using that word, but that is the best right. word that I can think of, being very true to your brand and being true to right. yourself as a woman. I'm, I've had to learn that um, this emotional thing that we all deal with as women, right? We're very emotional. You know, we wear our hearts on our sleeves. But I'm learning that even in my hope, I have to be careful to submit my emotions unto that because we can feel Absolutely. a lot of things as women. We get distressed. We get, you know, we get frantic. We panic. Right. And so I'm learning that I have to walk in that hope and I have to submit to that, even when my emotions tells me that I am totally out of control. And that's where my trust and my faith in God also has to step up a level. So I can tell you very in a very real way that I'm living that out right now. Um, So it's nothing that I, I, I can that I'm not conveying to you that I can tell you um, I'm not living in and walking out in a very real way. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And of course, um, for you, I know that um, you're definitely one that is always on the go and always busy and involved in things. And so, of course, um, for you, just recently, um, a couple days ago, um, I believe it was, you did a, a workshop. Um, yes, on the refeminization of the black woman, and uh, yes. I just I just love the title in itself. And how did you? What what made you want to create um, a workshop based off of this specific topic in general? Well, God gave it to me some years ago, um, and and when I I say that, I mean that you know God spoke to me in a very real way that there was right. um, things that we were experiencing in the black culture so far as women and our femininity is being questioned and uh, put to the test, so to speak, um, in a way in which we're going to have to make sure that if even if it takes by force, we have to go and get it back. So God gave me that name, Refeminization of the Black Woman. And um, basically what that's about is that it's a community restoration and renewal 
effort and movement. And um, what that is going to entail, we're using the woman um, as the back door or the gateway into fixing relations between the black man mm-hmm. as well as with our black community as a whole. Right. So it's not just about refeminizing the black woman, but what I'm finding mm-hmm. is that even when I did my research on this, um, so far as what femininity means, and it means to associate you with something that is gentle and caring. And as we know, a lot of the time, because of the things that we experience as black women specifically, not to say that all women don't do this, but as black women right. specifically, we tend to lose that compassion. And Very our true. community can't afford to lose that passion. When the black woman mm-hmm. begins to lose that type of care, then our mentorship suffers in our community, right? Our relationship right. with our black men suffer in our community. And then we have the passion and just the staying power, you know, of our black women that stay within our community. So then we have our community that's in disarray all because the black woman has a heart and heart, right? And not only mm-hmm. that feels Absolutely. invaluable. So uh, that's what the workshop was about. It was about not just restoring that femininity to the black woman, but also engaging, inviting, you know, wanting the black man to be a part of it so that we can restore this broken relationship and understanding that we have with one another and reunite our community and make it better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and for you, what have you found that has been – some of the, I guess, the separation when it comes to um, black women in general and relationships, because I feel like we have a, a large number, not all women, but we have a large number um, of people or and women in general who have right. kind of given up on relationships, so to speak, yeah. you know, because it's like, okay, I've I've been married and, and, and that didn't work out, or I was in a relationship right. um, and I've received a lot of heartbreak and, and anger from that. And so I just, you know, I don't want anything to do with it. What, what have you noticed in, in talking with women have been the separation of why uh, some mm-hmm. black women um, are hesitant about getting into relationships? Um, I'm finding that it's twofold. Um, I'm finding that in some cases, um, it's definitely a an issue on the other side with our black men. Perhaps it's the cheating, um, it's the dishonesty, it's the deception, right? But then in a lot of cases, what I'm finding is that it's the woman as well. What we're discovering as black women, especially holding this forum, and I also have the uh, group on Facebook, Refeminization of the Black Woman, please join um, if you want to join into that conversation. But what we're finding is is that black black women have miscommunicated, right? It sounds strange because we say we know what we want, but we're finding that they said that they wanted one thing, but then when that expectation wasn't met, right, because they didn't initially promise that to you anyway. But because we said we wanted one thing and it looked like it, it looked like potential, but it really wasn't potential, then what we did, we right. end up doing is over-investing. And then when we over-invest, we're upset because we're not getting a return. Right. Right. So what I'm finding right. is that when it comes to our black women, we're starting to open our eyes and better um, assess ourselves, number one, be more mm-hmm. self-aware of what it is that we're saying that we want, and then go right. out and pick properly 
according to mm-hmm. that self-awareness. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think a lot of us, um, and, I, and I had um, a, a guest on a couple of uh, weeks ago, uh, um, Pastor Rich from um, out of, uh, Louisiana, he talked about um, how, a, a, as women in general, a lot of times we, we have these lists, <laughs> these yes. lists of, uh, of what we expect out of a mate and so forth. And so my biggest issue with a list, um, for years has been that we create lists of what type of man we want, you know, financially stable, uh, you know, goal-oriented, right. all this and that and a third. Yet we we ourselves don't always meet those standards, you know. And Absolutely. so I feel yeah. that we, we have to get to a point where we're just real with ourselves and say, you know what, um, I, I'm working on myself. You know, I'm trying to progress myself. I'm trying to get myself where I want to be. So if right. you, you know, seeking out a mate um, who is, is similar on that same page, you, you see that he's goal-oriented. You see that he's trying to make something of himself. That could potentially be somebody that you connect with, but a lot of us, you know, we see that, that man in that nice suit and that nice car and we think that that's where we're supposed to be, you know, but sometimes yeah. it's not where we're supposed to be. <laughs> that's true. That's true. And yeah. you know what? I'm going to push that a little bit further. We come with this list, yeah. and I don't, I don't, you, listen, I don't think there's anything wrong with a guide. So I think right. the list is actually a healthy thing. This is my problem with the list. And I actually did a video on Facebook about this. I call it constant and variables. Mm-hmm. We know constants, right, are going to always be the same. Like, for instance, right. if I make my constant my religion, then I'm not going to deviate from that, right? They have to be a believer mm-hmm. in God. Let's say right. that's my constant, right. okay? Right. The variable may be that he doesn't have to necessarily be the same faith. So I could be Christian, which is non-denominational. Right. He could be Pentecostal, mm-hmm. right? So I have mm-hmm. to be careful that that variable is reasonable, because that is a reasonable variable. Now, if I say right. my, my constant is that, you know, he does have to be Christian and, um, you know, he can't be an atheist, that variable doesn't match. So my thing <laughs> right. is, is that we have to understand what corresponds with what, but be flexible enough to understand that if this variable, if this constant isn't met to the T, then what's a reasonable variable for that? That's not saying right. that I don't have a standard, but what's reasonable? Okay, so he's not right. 5'10". He's 5'5". Five, five. Right. But is he an amazing person for you? Right. Right. Absolutely. 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 And, and that's more the reason why we have to um, not only um, be – which for most people, humans in general, uh, we are we are attracted to the physical. Uh, but yes, a lot yes. of times, the physical has has gotten us into some situations that we yes. wish we wouldn't have gotten in. <laughs> you know, uh, because yes. we look in and they looking good, they they smelling good, and we're like, oh, okay, you know, they're saying what we you know we want to hear. Um, and so, and then you know, there's that shift and that that change um, within there. And so a lot of times uh, we often sit back and we wonder, like, what happened, you know, to that person that we met? And, and that's why I, I feel that all the time, you know, if you just, you know, sometimes just, just sit back and, and watch people and their behaviors, you will begin to see the layers of the real person eventually uh, peel yeah. 
peel back um, and be able to discover who they are. And so um, for you, Jay, and you, and you talked about this um, in your book as well, um, how do you, uh, in, in, in these workshops, um, express to women um, and men as far as the healing process of, of dealing with um, the heartbreak and, and devastation or whatever may have happened during mm-hmm. that relationship? How do people get back? to the point where they say, you know what, I've been through some things but I, I can I can heal now and I and I can right. heal. how do you how do you get back to that point? That's an excellent question. Um the way that I begin to point people in a direction of healing is that they first accept some responsibility. Right. Okay. You know, when when it comes to that healing piece, a lot of the time we either have people that really beat up on themselves, which is an unhealthy the extreme of that, or we have people right. that totally, you know, abandon any type of responsibility to what just happened. But there's an even, there's a balance to that, right? So there's an evenness of saying, hey, I contributed to X, Y, and Z, so I need to take responsibility for that. You know, however, right. I can't take responsibility for their decision. So I know for myself, even just to bring it a little bit more personal, when my ex-husband cheated on me, I can take responsibility mm-hmm. for emotionally, I was going through a lot. You know, is that a reason to cheat on anyone? No. But it was a factor enough for him, right, to cause an act on his side. So I have to own that, right? And I have to be willing to say, okay, what caused that? But again, that does not alleviate the fact that it was his decision to go outside our marriage. Right. So the first step in healing is being willing to retake responsibility. The second step in healing healing is being willing to say, okay, I'm not responsible for their part. Right. And that's very important because a lot of people take on blame for things that don't belong to them. That it really mm-hmm. doesn't belong to them. If someone makes right. a decision not to be with you, that's not per se your fault especially when you know you've given it 100%. So you have to allow room for both things where, hey, I, I take responsibility for I may have done the cause it, but someone choosing a different preference is no more in your control than someone deciding to go buy chocolate ice cream at the store versus butter pecan. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So, so that's, yeah. that, that, that's no more your fault. So being real, willing to take that responsibility, being willing to know what part is not your responsibility so you can, you know, have not deal with guilt that is not necessary for you to deal with, and then be willing to say, okay, there's a point. Give yourself a boundary and say, hey, there's a point that I'm going to give my, myself an opportunity to grieve in a resting state. Then I'm going to heal as I go forward. Because you're mm-hmm. going to need that rest. Anytime we're in a grieving process, we need the rest. So I'm not going to say Absolutely. that, but there's a healthy amount of that sitting still that you need to do. But then after that, there's a grieving process that's going to need, that's going to entail you to move. Right. Because essentially, breakups, marriage, I mean, divorce, the whole nine, is essentially yes. like a death, a death yes, that is. has occurred. Um, in, in someone's life, and so, and, and I love that you mentioned the grieving process because a lot of times, you know, when we're going through, you know, we have family members or, or girlfriends that say, "Girl, it's gonna be all right," you know, yes. you, you'll be over it in no time, and so they don't realize. Some people don't realize like the amount of energy and emotion that you haven't invested um, in someone and into that particular relationship or marriage. So, for others on the outside. 
Mm-hmm. It's easier for them to say, you know, we'll move on, you'll be okay, and so forth. But for you, you know, you, you're steady having to pick up the pieces and, and kind of mend yourself together um, right. in order to get back to where, you know, you used to be. And then the other mishap is when we seek people to put a Band-Aid over that hurt that we're experiencing, yes. meaning, you know, if we, we're we going through, but, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get over him by going and getting somebody else. I'm going to get over her by yes. going and getting somebody else. And so then we get with people and not realizing that we're, we're you know, unemotionally available. We're we're not emotionally available to that person, you know, because our mind is still set on the last relationship that we're trying to get over and deal with. That's tremendously right. And then not only that, yeah. if we're not emotionally unavailable, then we deal with that we are emotionally too available. So we're vulnerable. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, so you know, we're at that other side of the extreme again. That is true. That is very true. Everything <laughs> doesn't even belong to that person, right? You're like, here's oh, man. To the house, here's the kids to the car, here's my big cat here's my pen, here's my, you know, and yeah. you're like, what? You know? Um, yeah, you know this is not supposed to be that, and we end up moving way too fast. So That's that true. is something that we have to understand. I, I remember talking to this guy as I was uh, going through the last part of my divorce, and I'll never forget. I liked him, um, talked to him on the phone because those are very popular when you're getting divorced, right? You just want a companion right. at that point. At that point, so if they're yeah. on the phone or on a broomstick, <laughs> right? You're okay with it, okay? Fly here at night, it's all good. And um, what ended up happening was I really liked this guy. And so I said, mm-hmm. you know, hey, you know, it's been, it's been, um, I think at that point it was, a, it was nearing the end. It had been uh, several months since I'd seen him. And he said, hey, um, I said, well, why don't we just start dating? And I thought he was being so mean, but he turned to me and he gave me the wisest advice I ever heard. And he said, I will not date you. I said, why? You know, I'm, 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 I'm at this point. I'm going through the divorce, and then one day I was officially divorced. So I see, he said, I wouldn't date right. you still, even though the divorce is coming. I'm like, okay, well, why not? I mean, this is what we've been waiting for, right? Right. And he was like, he was like, no, but you need six months before I would even dare even think about dating you. He said, wow. because you're not ready. And I and I thought that that was the meanest thing he could have said. But he said, "Let me tell you, I've been divorced, and I've been divorced several years." And he said, "I got into a relationship." He said, "And I wish somebody would have told me to give it six months to a year. Mm. Give it six months to a year." So I know there's a lot wow. of us out here that say, "Hey, I'm I'm getting out of this divorce. I'm so happy. Maybe it was a tumultuous, you know, uh, marriage. Right. It just wasn't healthy. Um, but still, even in those types of decisions." Give yourself some healing time. Minimum six months, you know, one year would be great. Mm-hmm. But give yourself some healing time so that you can make those good decisions so far as relationships are concerned on a right. much better playing field than just emotions. Right, right, which, which is very true because a lot of times, you know, it, when we jump into relationships too quick, um, a lot of us are trying to make up for what happened in the past. So we're – in that previous relationship, maybe you were a little too aggressive, you know. Maybe you right. were just too serious about stuff. So now with this one, you think, okay, I'm going to loosen up the reins a little bit. I'm going to be a little more free, maybe too free. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, you get out there and, and, and you meet somebody and, and they take you on a, on, a, on a roller coaster ride that you weren't expecting, you know, because yes. your, your mind was not um, – really on that situation, you know, you were trying to heal what was going on in your heart and your emotions, 
but you were, right. you know, thinking like, hey, you know what, this, this is probably not the best situation that I need to be in. Right, and the, at the root of that is validation, you know, because yeah. think about it, after, after, you know, when you've gotten a divorce, you want someone to acknowledge that, hey, you still got it. Right. And that's a validation right. of the person that you are, but they can't properly make that assessment. I mean, yeah, physically I get it, you know, I, I do and I understand it, but they can't properly make that assessment and be able to appreciate it, right, with you being Absolutely. in that vulnerable state. So it's important, like you said, that we take a moment, we take a step back, and we properly assess so that we can do we can do something a lot better. So there's a lot better outcome for us. Absolutely, absolutely agree. And uh, if you guys are just tuning in, we are on with Arthur J W. You guys, and we're talking about um, her book Hope Exposed. And so what we're going to do is we're going to take a break and we're going to come back, and uh, we're going to talk about uh, this new business uh, Jay has in store uh, for you guys. She got some new juice to share with you guys, and so we're going to be talking about her new book um, and audio um, release as well. So we we will be right back, you guys right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. Brooklyn, New York, born and raised. Vivian comes from anything but a happy home. She is sheltered, young, and beautiful with a life that is filled with drama and pain, trusting no one. Vivian makes a habit of covering up her bruises and pretending that all is well. DeMarco is a young police officer who thinks he is living the perfect married life. The unforgiving streets of Queens, New York are about to show him that he couldn't be more wrong. His wife's dirty secrets are exposed and DeMarco is left to decide if he still wants his marriage. Intimidated by Love by Melody S. Available now at all online book retailers. Coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. And this evening, you guys, we are joined by JW in the building, and we have been talking about her book, Hope X. You guys, I hope you got a copy. If not, we're going to tell you how you can get one a little later in the show. 
And, of course, Jay, um, you also, uh, which is awesome news, um, you're going to have the audio release of Hope and yes. Um Talk to us about that. What made you want to do the audio version? I love audio versions. Not too many people do them, which I don't know why, but uh, I love a good audio. <laughs> so what made you yes. want to do uh, the audio version of Hope Exposed? Well, you know, I, I'm with you. Um, I don't know uh, perhaps why it isn't more popular. I mean, I do see it gaining right. popularity. Um, but mm-hmm. a lot of people would ask me, hey, I don't read. Is there an audio version? Um, that yeah. was the plan from the beginning when I started was to do it in audio. Um, but I'm glad I waited um, because God yeah. gave me an amazing vision on what he wanted this audio um, to be. And um, yeah. I, I carried it out, had an amazing audio um, done, produced by a flat me. Um, so very excited about that. Um, had an opportunity to have Shazam of H Town um, on, on it. Oh yes, 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 yes. So that was amazing, right? And um, right. What, what we ended up doing was I recorded um, the chapters, and I ended up having very intimate discussions about hope. Right with each with each different person, and again, I have I've had pastors, uh, very popular pastors on this uh, audio release compilation. Um, like I said, yeah. Shazam, um, Tiffany from the JCS project. So I am super excited about the release of this, and it's coming out in September, you guys. So you stay tuned for that. Wonderful. I'm excited. Yes, um, my, my grandmother, um, before she passed years, she always liked to listen to and read books, um, especially the Bible and a lot of books on audio version. And so I found that even my mother um, and a lot of people, like you say, now like people are so on the go, um, yes. you know, and so to be able to have something you can just press play and, and listen to it while you're in the car, you know, while you're working now, uh, you know, while you're relaxing, um, it, it's even better, you know, and gives, I think it also gives you a, a good or a better connection, you know, with the author yes. and, and what's taking place. So I definitely believe uh, this is going to be great. So you guys make sure that you be on the lookout for that Um Hope exposed the audio release, and uh, I don't know. We might have to get that. We might have to um, play that on the show one day, so you guys can uh, check it out uh, for yourself um, and put it on our app, so folks can take a listen to it. All that good Thank stuff. You. I um, that. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And um, also, you got a new book coming out. Yeah. Um, the Death of My Inner Beauty. Uh, talk yeah. about uh, uh, that a little bit. What, how did we come to the death? We, we went from hope exposed, now we <laughs> to the death of, of my inner beauty. <laughs> yes, I love it. I love how you put that. Um, I didn't even think about it at that extreme, but I went to the total opposite extreme, didn't I? I love you and I'm full of hope and I'm going to kill you and my, my beauty is gone. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah that is great. Um, death of My Inner Beauty is but a personal fiction book. Um, it's yeah. fiction, um, but it, 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 um, this is my first hand at it, but it, it's going to be amazing. I, I'm telling you, and I'm not okay. just saying that. I've had, uh, I, I always, when I write books, I have a, a test group of different individuals that I have read it, and I read it to them. Can it captivate them? Um, does it bore them? Um, so I, I make sure that I do my due diligence on my side to make sure that I am um, getting the eyes and ears necessary to make sure it's an amazing book. But um, Death of My Inner Beauty is about, about five different individuals. They don't know each other. The lives don't cross in any way. And um, they're all going through their own very real and very transparent walk 
um, with God and um, in, in their struggle in their own personal lives. So this is going to be a very upfront and personal um, um, in your face kind of depiction of your Christianity and the battle for that. And um, okay. I remember reading a passage to someone and they was like, are you sure this is Christian? This is not erotica? And I'm like, no, this is not erotica. <laughs> 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 but what they were saying was that that was <laughs> it was so real to them. They were like, "Wow, that's the realest Christian, you know, fiction book that I've heard to confront those issues." And I'm and I'm like, right. I'm 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 praying constantly, and you know, God gives me what I need to release that, and it is. It's coming together beautifully. So you all stay tuned for that, um, Trina Hudson, uh, BK, and uh, Dana. And I have, um, sorry, I can't remember the last character right now, but yeah, so five characters that, again, don't know each other and um, experiencing their own walk with Christ and the crises that's in their own life. So it's going to be amazing. Awesome. But, you know, one of the things um, uh, about, you know, the the, the pastor thinking it was <laughs> Christian erotica, uh, <laughs> the one of the things that I like about, um, and I had an author on here uh, a couple months back, and she talked about um, her book was a Christian book based, but it based it was based off a a Christian woman who, you know, she she was dealing with you know wanting to have a relationship um, and wanting to get married and and trying to you know suppress those feelings that any other woman you know would be dealing Absolutely. with um, during yeah. that time. But one of the things that we talked about is that oftentimes. When we put the Christian label on women, we think for some reason that, you know, these women don't have feelings <laughs> and, and right. want to, you know, uh, right, or, or urges to do things like other women. They don't, you know, they're not yearning to be in relationships or intimacy or any of that. But the thing about it is that you have a lot of Christian women, they, they just may not act upon it. You know, they're not you know, they're not out here doing those things maybe necessarily, but I think it's great to be open and transparent, especially as a Christian woman, because it lets other Christian women know, you know what, okay, I'm okay. Because sometimes people feel really convicted, you know, by their yes. feelings and by their emotions, especially, you know, when we are trying – to stay on our walk with God, and we feel very convicted by how we feel. So being able to have a book where, you know, it's like, okay, it's okay. Right. <laughs> you know, it's okay to recognize Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And it is. And, and Death of My Inner Beauty is, you know, not only calling attention to that wall, but it's talking about when those beautiful things on the inside that we were created with yeah. in its pure, right. purest form is distorted and tainted in any way, what's the result? Mm -hmm. So we all have to be honest with ourselves, and I have to be transparent that, you know, when I got a divorce, it was just God that kept me from being, you know, loose. I have to be honest with that Mm -hmm. because I was battling with that. You know, um, six months, you know, you've been rejected. You want to work it out. He doesn't, you know, and you're a beautiful woman, but you want to feel that love. You want to feel that void. Mm -hmm. So if it wasn't for God, and and, and, and I'm very candid, if it wasn't for God, I'd have been that whore. You know, I'd have been that woman, you know, on the street if it hadn't been for my belief in what's truly holding me to my values. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, because you know, it's, it's those things that um, you know uh, to to go through those type of situations because we've become 
um, accustomed. You know, we've become accustomed yes. to somebody being in our presence. Mm-hmm. So when that person That's is good. no longer there, and then during that time when that person is gone, uh, as we talked about a little earlier in the show, when you, <laughs> everybody knows this, and this is real talk. When you, when you, when your relationship is going on a down spiral, yes, it's over. Everybody and their mama is trying to get in contact with you. Okay, yes. because they're like, oh, oh, I can come in there, you know. You know, she's right. vulnerable, you know, or he's feeling right. some type of way. So <laughs> they coming in, right. you know, with these different agendas and, and all this and that and the third, and, you know, getting you kind of off course of, of where you need to be. And so that's why it's, it's definitely great to keep in mind and try to stay focused on just the healing process because a lot of times we fall in those trap of, of you know, sleeping with people, um, you know, trying to get over the next person, and then we still going yes. back home to our bed crying over the over the main person. You know, we, That's we, right. we feel crying and, and broken because our love and our and our trust was in somebody else. It wasn't in a person that we just slept with an hour ago. It was right. in a person that we were with five, ten years or however long, you know. So Correct. We we have to it's keep true. those things in mind. Yes. It's true. Yeah. And because we and yeah. because we are and then especially if you saved, right? So, you know, this yeah, right. funny, but <laughs> I, I have to be honest, right? So especially if you saved you slept with them an hour ago, you're repenting like an hour and fifteen minutes later. So you're just kinda like, you know, you're going through a, a merit of emotions, you know, my saved my going to hell, I just had sex, I don't know, you know. And so you know, I can remember, you know, being at that place where yeah, I wasn't sleeping around with many guys, but I also wasn't living the lifestyle that was I was right. to, so I was sleeping with someone. So we yeah. all have to be very honest and say, Hey, that need um, I felt like need to be fulfilled, but when I look back on it, I was truly looking for a friend, and and honestly, all I right. found was a bathroom. But that's I, I digress. Yep. And um, you know, <laughs> it's the truth of what happens, right? Right. So that's why you do it. Is. You wait that six months to a year, okay? Wait. It is. <laughs> and I know that like, we're talking from the female perspective, but men, I mean, men go through this as well. You know, they go through those moments yep. where those those relationships um, have ended and, and they're going through their grieving process and, 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 and through the queue, you know, comes walking by or happens to send you a text message and, and it changes, you know, things. And sometimes, uh, you know, those, those changes have a tendency to, I, like you said, it, it only makes the pain worse, you know, because yes, we did something out of the flesh because we, we thought it was going to feel good and, and we knew that temporarily it would make us, you know, not think about what was really going on and what was really affecting us. But like I said, right. once it's over and said and done with, you know, we're going back home, you know, we're crying in the shower, we got all the sad love songs right. on, and right. we just, we're just going through, you know, um, a lot of times. And so we just, it's very important, you know, just to kind of stay focused during those times. And I will say this, uh, one of those things is when you have, and I know we've talked about breakups, but one of the things when you have a relationship, you also have to be aware of the people that are kind of watching and spectating your relationship uh, yeah. because some people are waiting are for that downfall. Right. Right. They're waiting, especially. Right. 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 
and especially now because with social media and so forth, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's putting their emotions and their thoughts and their feelings out there, and one status can change everything. <laughs> okay. Change so everything.
please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network. Yes, it's finally here. It's official. Signed with Universal. Miss Renetta Mays with You Got Me Open. Live from Flame Studios, Vibration Radio, Taylor Kennedy Media, and of course, YourRadioNetwork.com. Buy that. Cop that. Hell, I don't care if you burn that, but just support that. Miss Renetta Mays, You Got Me Open. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where everyday topics come together, get discussed, and you get informed. As always, we appreciate your time and your support of this awesome platform, brought to you by no other than Vibration Radio. Sit back, relax, and enjoy another fantastic episode of the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and this evening we are on with Arthur JW, you guys, and we are discussing uh, so many things. <laughs> we have discussed uh, her workshop, the refeminization of the black woman, the audio release of Hope Exposed, and, of course, her new book uh, that's going to be coming out soon, you guys, Death of My Inner Beauty, um, excellent, excellent topic, um, uh, excuse me, title as well. And so, of course, Jay, tell us what's next in store for you. You got the, the workshops, the audio release, the new book coming out. What's next in store for you? Well, I have a couple of things coming up. Um, tomorrow I am slated to speak on a peace rally here in Houston, Texas, uh, where I reside, in which we're going to be talking about the peace talks, of course, between the community and the police officers. So I'll be doing that okay. on tomorrow. And then on the 28th of August, I'll be a part of another All Lives, All Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter rally, and I'll be a panelist on that. And then I'm so really, really, really excited about the new release that is coming out. Um, Many don't know that really I started writing novels again when I was a little girl. We kind of talked about that at first. But one thing that Uh I always, my heart had always been in is music. 
So I actually uh, wrote the hook uh, to a song that is phenomenal, uh, that is going to be coming out soon, entitled Bleed. And it's actually about what's going on in real time between our community and the police officers. And um, I did that on a, uh, yes, an inspirational gospel hip hop group, uh, Swerve, which is amazing. And so uh, I'm I'm really excited about the Bleed record that's going to be uh, coming out on iTunes, so look for that in the next couple of weeks. Um, Swerve, phenomenal group, produced uh, by A Flat Music again. So it's just some really good things coming out right now. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Well, I am definitely uh, excited for you as well, and we're going to definitely be on the lookout for that audio book and for death of my interview. We're definitely going to have to schedule and bring you back on when that releases uh, so that we can talk yes. about um, that book as well for the folks because um, I know it's definitely going to be another awesome um, book for people to read and therefore so for the folks out here Jay who uh, have to catch up they got to get a copy of, of Hope Exposed um, or if they want to connect with you or you know book you for a speaking engagement uh, tell them um, how they can get in contact with you you can get in contact with me at info I-N-F-O at Arthur com. that's A-U-T-H-O-R-J-A-Y-D-O-U-B-L-E-U dot com um, I am also on Facebook um, Arthur J-W on Instagram at Arthur J-W Twitter Arthur just J and then W so you can hit me up at any of the social media platforms I'm very interactive with uh, my readers um, also have a blog called Arthur J. Speaks, where I do Monday, Wednesday, and Friday doses of hope. So uh, you can keep getting your encouragement, keep getting uh, what you need to go throughout the day and throughout your week. Um, So that's what it's all about. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I'm excited about it. Uh, You definitely have those books that um, are able to make uh, just people in general reflect um, and also, uh, one of the things I like uh, about your book is it also gives you a chance for um, some journaling experience, you know, to write out your thoughts um, about what's going on with you. And so because a lot of them uh, provoke you to um, express, you know, what's going on with you uh, during this yes. situation. So um, I, I love that aspect of it. And so I'm so glad that you were able to come on here and share with Thank us this you. evening. And it's always a pleasure to have you over here on the show. <laughs> I know. And, and, Bianca, it's always a pleasure to get an opportunity to have some girl talk. You know, it just feels like I'm talking to a friend as opposed to on an <laughs> interview. So I appreciate Bianca B. Show for making it such a welcoming experience and, and you know, definitely uh, – encouraging me and supporting my brand. So, you know, just hats off to you guys, and thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, I definitely will be talking with you again soon. And you have a great rest of your evening. You too. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. That was Arthur J.W., you guys, Arthur of Hope Exposed. And uh, be on the lookout for that um, audio release, which takes place in September, and her new release, uh, which will be coming soon, Death of My Inner Beauty. And uh, once again, if you guys want to connect with her, uh, you can check her out on Facebook, Arthur J.W., uh, also on Twitter, 
at Arthur JW. Um, connect with her, awesome ladies, poet, motivational speaker, songwriter, evangelist of hope. That's Arthur JW. So with that said, folks, we want to thank you so much to all of the callers. I see you on the call line. We definitely appreciate you tuning in and listening to uh, the show this evening. We appreciate you guys so much. If you're out there and you want to be a guest or, or you got a question or a comment for the show, feel free to email us at Z-T-H-E with the letter B, slideshow at gmail.com and let us know your thoughts on or if you want to be a guest, you can submit your entry there as well. And so, you guys, we're going to see you back here next Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, you know we're going to have another dynamic show lined up for you guys, and you can always keep up with us on Twitter at Butterfly Show or on Facebook, um, the beautiful Butterfly Show, or you can connect with me on there as well, Bianca Fly. Love to connect with you. And uh, keep up with what's going on, the guests and upcoming events and all the things that we're doing over here on your radio network. So with that said, folks, we're going to get ready to get out of here. You guys have a fantastic day and the rest of your weekend, and I'll see you back here. Thank you for Tune in. I'm Bianca Fly, and I'll see you next time. Bread of life, sent down from glory. Many things you were on earth, a holy king, a carpenter, but you are the living word.